following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit VoiceAmerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. You're listening to On the Right Road. Get ready to experience extraordinary real-life inspiration and discover valuable tools to help kids find and travel the right road in school and in life. And now, here's your award-winning host, author, singer-songwriter, producer, humanitarian, and founder of Right Road Kids. It's Paula Phillips. Right Road! everyone and welcome to On the Right Road. I'm your host Paula Phillips and as always I've got something good and positive and wonderful to say and share with you all this evening. And I've just got to start by telling you about something so fun that happened this Friday. I was with my husband and son on my son's big Disney leadership field trip. My husband and and I were chaperoning and we're zooming around the park with all the kids and all of a sudden I hear Paula! (laughs) It was teacher Erica Reyes from Littlefield, Arizona. We had never met in person before. Of course, I knew her from our Right Road Connections, just like I know all of your names and where you teach and so much of what is going on at your schools from everything that you guys share with me, and I love it. And she recognized me from On the Right Road Pictures, and she and her husband came running up to say hi and introduce themselves, and it was so special and fun. They listened to On the Right Road together, so a huge shout out to them both and everyone at Erica's school, Beaver Dam Elementary. Yay! (laughs) So fun. And welcome to all of you guys. Um, I think you may know this, but National Authors Day was earlier this week on November 1st. And in honor of that, my guest on the October 16th On the Right Road show was popular best-selling children's author Dan Gutman. And oh my gosh, that was such an amazing show. If you weren't able to catch it live, I really encourage you to check it out. You can listen or download the episode on demand anytime on our website at rightroadkids.org. Just click the little green microphone button in the upper right-hand corner, and the episode is number 13 under Season 3, and it's such a wonderfully inspiring interview with Dan to share with your students. I mean, it's so awesome for kids to hear directly from an author. So really, sometime this week, check this out and play the interview section for your kids. And... In honor of that, and November being National Novel Writing Month, I have a bonus giveaway for tonight's show. This came in at the last minute, so I thought I'm going to throw it in here. Thanks to teacher Rhonda Pena and a wonderful company called Boost Promotions, I have a fun book tag giveaway. I've got a set of 40 cool book brag tags. Marcy's going to post a picture of them on our Right Road Kids Facebook page right now. They can be used as bookmarks or as those cool brag tags that kids attach to their backpacks or whatever they would like. So this quick little added giveaway is open to all teachers in the U.S. listening to On the Right Road right now. And for this one, I'm not going to send you to our Facebook page. I'm going to send you to my email at heypaula, that's H-E-Y Paula, at rightroadkids.org. Just send me a quick email 
email. Include your school, city, and state in the email. And book tag giveaway in the subject line. And we'll draw the name after the show tonight and announce the recipient as part of tomorrow's On the Right Road teacher recipient announcement post, the big one we do on Facebook. And a huge thanks to Boost Promotions. You can check them out at boostpromotions.com. I just thought it was so sweet that they wanted to add to the fun tonight. So thank you, guys. And for tonight's show, we had originally scheduled... Dave Pilkey, he's a, an amazing best-selling children's author of Captain Underpants, along with tons of other books that kids absolutely love. But this is the first time this has ever happened on The Right Road where a guest was called out of the country. He's promoting one of his new books, his latest books, but no worries, we'll work to reschedule him. So for tonight, I recently learned that National Parents as Teachers Day is Tuesday, November 8th, which is this coming Tuesday, and the day focuses primarily on young children and how parents really are their children's first teachers. But when I learned about this special day, it just got me to thinking about how important it is that we nurture and grow our relationships as parents and teachers together, always, at whatever age our children are. Building these relationships between us as parents and teachers is crucial, and it's something that I just don't think is happening enough in our country today. And to highlight the challenge, I received a message from a teacher this past week, and it shared, I'm always trying to find ways to make our teaching staff feel appreciated. Our school has no PTA because no parents want to join or are just afraid to organize it. And our parents don't engage with us teachers very much. And I hear things like this every day. And what hurts my heart about it is that teachers are feeling un- underappreciated and the parents are disconnected and really missing the joy of the whole school environment. And, you know, of course, not every school is experiencing this. There's a lot of schools that have wonderful parent groups and wonderful parent support. But I believe on some level this is happening in way too many schools across the country where there's, there's this disconnect, I think, because of everybody's busyness. So here's the thing. I believe in not wallowing in, in problems. I believe in finding solutions. So... My two guests this evening are actually two of my son's teachers and two of the most outstanding teachers I have ever known. I asked them here tonight so we could have a frank, open, heartfelt conversation and discussion that my hope is will really provide a window of insight into how to make this parent-teacher connection truly work well for all of us. And out of all the people in the whole world, I couldn't imagine having asked anyone else but the two wonderful teachers that will be here with me on the show tonight. So before I introduce you all to them, first to kick things off, I've got my On the Right Road teacher shout-outs. And tonight, to start building that wonderful parent-teacher connection, I'm going to give the shout-outs to the parent volunteers who were nominated by Right Road teacher friends around the country. It's so important that as teachers and parents, we celebrate each other. And here's a fun bonus relating to this. Each teacher whose name, school, and parent thank you shout-out I share will receive a fun grab bag of school supplies so that parents are going to get the wonderful shout-out and the teachers are going to get the goodies for their classroom. And as a helpful reference, we'll mail all the gifts and giveaways from tonight's show off to the, to the recipient teachers at their schools the week of November 14th. And holy cow, <laughs> do I have some fun giveaways tonight. And here's the thing. Gratitude for each other as parents and teachers Going both ways is key. So, to start, here's some wonderful gratitude from teachers to parents. Mary Finnegan 
from St. Isidore School in Quakerstown, Pennsylvania, would like to honor Mrs. Convey. Mary shared, this smart lady does it all. Lunch duty, text leveling, in-class volunteering, emergency subbing, and on and on. She said, we're so lucky to have her. Rosanna Martinez, teacher from Fisher Elementary in San Antonio, Texas, would like to honor several wonderful parent volunteers, Mrs. Ramos, Mrs. Villegas, Mrs. Sanchez, and Mrs. Delgado. Rosanna shared these parents are here every day from the beginning to end. They run copies, deliver items, laminate, cut, sort, and put centers together for teachers. They have made it an easier year for me and dozens of other teachers. That's awesome. Audra Day from Hillsborough Primary School in Hillsborough, Missouri, would like to honor and thank Mrs. Matchell. Audra shared, quote, that although her son is no longer in her class, Mrs. Matchell still comes back to her classroom to help out and read to her students. Audra said, we love her. Leo Alberg from Incarnation School in Glendale, California, would like to honor Mrs. Buena, uh, let me get this right, Buena Vida. Buena Vidas, excuse me, the school's eighth grade room mom and all around help for their school. Mrs. B is also spearheading the fundraising program to help their eighth grade class make a trip to Washington, D.C. later this school year. That's so awesome. Karen Breadmore from Hancock School in Brockton, Massachusetts would like to honor Mrs. Chismar. Karen shared, quote, she is amazing. She's a member of the PTA and is at the school every day to help sort, organize, and handle all sorts of school fundraisers. She also helps by contributing lots of supplies to the classrooms directly out of her own pocket. She's truly a treasure. Kelly Lamb from Whittier Elementary in Pasco, Washington would like to honor Grandma Jenkins. Yes, we cannot take the grandparents for granted, right? Um, Grandma Jenkins, she says, is a wonderful helper at their school. She's 74 years young and has the energy of a 12-year-old. She supports students in every way possible. And Kelly said, ever since I started at Whittier, Grandma Jenkins is always the one I want to go to in order to feel better by her positive of comments. Jackie Novak from James Bowie High School in Sims, Texas would like to thank her husband, Sean. She said, quote, he literally just finished an hour ago making snow cones for two hours at a fundraiser for the school. Jackie shared that Sean loves my students because I love them and he celebrates in their successes too. Oh my gosh, husbands are amazing. Uh, Meredith Snow from William Intermediate School in Pell City, Alabama would like to honor Mrs. Perkins. She volunteers to come on class field trips, even takes a day off from her job and gives her all to make sure all the kids are taken care of. Meredith said that, quote, as a teacher of special needs, it means so much to me. Many of the kids need a little extra mothering and Mrs. Perkins gives that and so much more. Peyton Dockery from Pilot Elementary in Greensboro, North Carolina would like to honor Mrs. Sweet. Peyton shared that she has been her main helper for two years. She comes in every Monday to take care of her Monday folders so the teacher doesn't have to scramble to do them. She also comes in on Friday to do math facts with every child in the class. She even arranges to have her middle school child taken to school another way so she can come in at a time that works for Peyton. She always brings in anything we need and always does whatever she can to help. That is so special. Tulia Zendayas from Meadow Creek School in Bedford, Texas, would like to honor Mrs. Howard. She's the mom of one of her students from four years ago, yet she still stops by her door every day to ask if Tulia needs something. And Tulia said, quote, whenever I ask for something, she always brings three or more in case more are needed. And as soon as she walks down the school hall, kids run to hug her. She always knows them by name. She helps every morning and then goes to work at her own job at nine o'clock. And Tulia also sent me the loveliest note this weekend it said 
quote, you're like a gift card for all of us teachers. I'm like, oh my gosh, I know how much you guys all treasure gift cards. So thank you, Tulia. And thank you all for, I couldn't get to them all tonight, but you know what? It is so special that you wanted to honor so many parents. And thank you all parents for everything that you do. It is so appreciated. And welcome to all of you this evening. Thank you all as teachers and parents for everything you do every day. You are all appreciated. And I'm so glad you're here with me. Everything about tonight is going to be about building parent-teacher connections with the goal of bridging the gap and helping us all remember and learn new ways to uplift each other every day in every way possible. So before I introduce my guests, to kick everything off with our first awesome On the Right Road parent-teacher connection giveaway for tonight, (laughs) before I share it, uh, teacher Lana Williams just sent me a note that said, oh my gosh, I love this. She said, I hope I win a gift, but just listening to your show is enough for me. (laughs) You know, that means so much. And you guys know that no matter what, I will always try to build in as many opportunities for funding and resources for you and your students as possible because we just want to help and support all of you in every possible way that we can. So here's giveaway number one for tonight. It's open to all teachers in the U.S. listening to On the Right Road. And you guys... I always had used the same code word, and now we're starting to change it up. So for tonight's show, in addition, you're going to go to our Right Road Kids Facebook page. That's where we'll put all the giveaways for the rest of the giveaways for tonight. But in addition to the simple um, details, the way that you um, enter, there's also a code word. Tonight's code word is simply the word awesome. So in addition to following the simple entry guidelines, also also type that code word awesome into every single giveaway that you enter tonight, okay? So here's the first one. I've got five teacher gift packs full of special and super fun gifts for parent volunteers. So there will be five teacher recipients, and each one will receive a special gift pack, including at least four of the items that will be pictured in the giveaway. So you can share them with parents or other volunteers you want to thank for being incredibly helpful and supportive to your students in classrooms. So to enter, you can go to our Right Road Kids Facebook page right now as you're listening. Marcy's going to pop that up on our Right Road Kids Facebook page right now. Just follow those simple entry guidelines. It'll be open until just after the end of the show till 6.30 p.m. Pacific, 9.30 Eastern tonight. And we'll announce the five recipients on our Right Road Kids Facebook page tomorrow. Make sure you guys to mention that code word awesome as part of your entry comment. And you know what? I got the ideas in the giveaway from a terrific page on Scholastic's website, and I've included the link at the bottom of the giveaway post. There are even downloadables on that page near the end of the web page so you can print some of the fun thank you cards I created for the gifts. So check that out, you guys, and thank you, Scholastic, for the amazing ideas. And of course, this is just the first of the amazing giveaways I'll have throughout the show tonight. So keep our Right Road Kids Facebook page ready and to rock and roll. And just a quick note that if you're not listening live tonight, we're live Sunday, November 6th. The giveaways will, of course, be closed for this show. But now I am just so excited to introduce you all to my two awesome guests this evening. As I mentioned, they are two of my son's teachers. Delora Wismar is in her sixth year of teaching middle school math, and teaching is actually her second career. 
For 20 years, she worked for a global business consulting company, but was really struggling with all of the meetings and the desire she felt to really make a difference in the world. And I'm so glad, personally, that she made the decision to become a teacher. She's also a mom to a college-age student, a son, and very knowledgeable about the parent end, end of education as well, because she was the PTA president at both of her son's elementary and middle schools when he was growing up. And also Diane Beck. She's mom to four amazing kids, the youngest of whom is now in high school. She's also an extraordinary educator, having taught both elementary and middle school grades for 27 years. You'd never know it because both of these gals look like they're no older than 30. they're amazing. And um, Diane is, has now settled into her teaching her passion, which is middle school literature and writing. Both of these ladies are two of the most amazing educators and human beings I've ever met. And I'm so happy to introduce you all to Diane Beck and Delora Wismar. Welcome to On the Right Road to you both. Hello. Hello. Well, thank you thank for having you. us. You're welcome. And, you know, because you have such a unique and wonderful perspective as both teachers and parents, I'm just going to dive in here and kind of pick your brain. I, I know that you have so much to share on both fronts. So I'm going to ask you kind of a few top three questions to start with. So, Delora, let me start with you, okay? What are the top three things that you as a teacher need from parents? As I think about a top three, three things came to mind pretty quickly. Communication, we've got to be able to talk to one another, and if something's going on, I need to know. Um, Trust, so that if your child comes home, like, I can't believe this happened in class today, at least a little bit of trust, um, maybe to reach out and try to get um, another perspective, and then support, because really, we're in this together, and I think, um, you know, we both love these students, and we want to do everything we can to support one another. Well, and I love the trust factor that you shared because sometimes you're right. When kids come home and they're all upset about something, I think, th- in our, and again, in our busyness, I think sometimes parents can just assume, oh, the teacher's being a bad person here. And rarely is that the case. Rarely there's just been some little disconnect, right? And it's, you've got to listen to the teacher's perspective too. Exactly. And you know what? We all mess up sometimes and, and that right. happens, but... Yeah, we certainly never intend to do that and want to hopefully build that kind of trust. Well, and I've never met a teacher who intended that in my entire life, I don't think. You know? So, Diane, do you have anything to add to that? Any, any top things that as, you as a teacher need from parents? Well, what I find amazing is that she had the exact top three things that I have in my mind. <laughs> um, and <laughs> it was Great exactly the same, like same order and everything. Um, and communication, I think, was, you know, my biggest one if I had to narrow it down to one because a lot of times as a teacher, you don't always, you know, parents know their children better than anybody. And right. so if parents know something about their child, a special need or something that's going on with them that might impact their learning either in a positive or a negative way, it's really helpful as a teacher to know what that is, you know, as soon as we can rather than wait till middle or end of the year and then we find out on our own or we've figured it out, you know, and that's a whole lot of time gone by that we could have been helping them even better by being more prepared. So communication certainly is absolutely and I think that how, how we as parents communicate with the teachers, I think if we start blasting them, you know, if you send an email and it's just blasting the teacher, why is it you know communicate lovingly. 
Because again, I don't know any teacher who's just not going to totally want to help in any way that they can. So as parents, I think we need to take a breath when, when we have something we need to communicate and just realize, let's open up the doors lovingly because everything's going to be okay and everybody can work together. Awesome, you guys. So now, Diane, I'll start with you on this top three. Now, switching the gears here, think of yourself as a parent. What are the top three things that you as a parent need from teachers? I actually think communication is, the, is, again, at the top of that list. Okay. Um, for me, I, I, in addition to communication, I want them to be able to listen when I, when I have a need or when I have something going on with my child that um, is maybe going to impact them or their learning. Um, I think that I've, I have had very positive experiences with my, my children's teachers, but when there have been times when I've had something that was that was a need for my child and I've been able to feel comfortable going to that teacher, then that's been very helpful. So maybe having, you know, knowing that they kind of have an open door policy that I can communicate with them and it's not going to, they're not going to take it defensively or anything like that, but I can communicate and tell them what's going on and, and hear from them about how their input too. Well, and something that I have found very helpful with that is when teachers give us a time that's convenient for them. I know that like at the beginning of the day, if if 10 parents are there trying to get information, that's not the right time. So teachers, I think if you can let your parents know when the best time, you know, uh, whether it's at the lunch hour, whether it's to email you first, you know, whatever it is, let the parents know what the best way is to get in touch with you and when. And that I think will avoid a lot of stress going back and forth. Delora, do you have anything in terms of you know, anything that you as a parent really need and is helpful for you as a teacher, as a parent, you know, what am I trying to say? Parent needed from the teachers. Yeah, and I think, um, again, with Diane, they had communication right there. Um, And the other thing, though, that just I really appreciate is when I have a teacher that I get a sense knows my child, and if they can tell me something about my child, and I just get the sense that um, they are there to love and support them and they start to understand them, Um, it's a lot easier to work together and know that we really are on the same team. I like that. So make a conscious effort, teachers, if I'm understanding this right, Delora, to somehow let the parents know that you know their child. Yep. In some, even if it's a small way, and then I think that will put them at ease because especially middle school teachers, you have so many students. And I, I know I appreciate that with both of you. You both go out of your way and it totally, I'm like, okay, my son's fine. He is taken care of, no question. I, that was beautiful. I love it. So as I think about three things with parents, we talked a little bit about just that idea of trust. So yes. um, certainly it's difficult for um if a conversation starts where it's a little bit about us versus them, um, we need to have that trust to start. Um, and then just like some little more nitpicky things that are difficult at times um, is when I get the sense that a parent is more focused on a child's grade than the learning that's happening. Yes. Um, and then a real nitpick is that email that says, can we meet? And there's no details or information about why. And then I rack my brains and have had some teary nights over, oh, my gosh, what did I possibly do and what happened? So just a little heads up on what we're going to talk about. It's always really useful. 
Well, and, and half the time it might be something good. And if you don't hear that from them, I, I, I'm the same way. I like take it to heart and what can I, have I done something? You know, I, I, oh my gosh, great, great pointers. So now I want to ask you both, and I'll start with you, Diane. How do you successfully build teacher-parent relationships? Because with both of you, I feel like I can openly connect with you at any time about anything under any circumstances. <laughs> and I know that you'll listen and respond. And as a parent, feeling that way about my child's teachers is very special and meaningful. So wh- how do you do it? How do you build those relationships? I think, I think for me, the main thing is knowing that even if, if there's a parent who's frustrated or, you know, you, you get positives and, and sometimes, you know, frustrated parents, right? So if, if a parent is in, say, that frustrated mode or whatever, realizing that they're, they're really at the ultimate heart of things coming from an act of love for their child. Um, they, they love their children deeply, just like I do mine. Yes. And if they're frustrated or upset about something, it's because they just maybe don't know what to do and they don't know... They're reaching out to you for help, and they're not, they're not really reaching out to attack you as a teacher, if that right. could be how it could be felt. I've never had a, a super negative experience with a parent, but if that were the case, then I would know, hey, they're, they just want to help their child. And I think knowing that and going from that perspective and putting myself in their shoes and thinking, okay, if this were my child and I was really worried about them, I would, I would want to, to know that that teacher was at, at the bottom line listening to me, if anything else. And I think a lot of times parents just want to be heard, even if you don't have all the answers for them. They just they want to hear that you're listening, that you want to help, and that we're we're in this together. It, it takes more than just you know it takes a village. Well, so and that's I a life changer. That, that helps. And I totally feel that from both of you, Delora. Do you have anything that to add to that? Where a tip of how to build those successful teacher parent relationships. Yeah, and I think, um, I mean, Diane just hits it so perfectly of just that idea of understanding that these, you know, parents love their kids, um, and we love their kids, so we can work together on that. The other thing, and we keep kind of coming back to it, but that whole idea of communication, and I find that the more I communicate, and we're so lucky today with email, it just makes, you know, sending out some mass communications really easy, but I might send an email on something, and then that triggers, you know, three responses from parents on totally different topics, but I've just made it easy then for them to approach me. It's like, oh, yeah, her email's right there. I can just do a quick reply um, and then just try to make sure then that I get back to those emails quickly and set up time to meet in person when we need that as well. Well, and what struck me like lightning really in preparing for the show tonight is that I think of a, a lot of any kind of animosity that does happen between parents and teacher relationships. I think that it's not intentional on either side. I think in our busyness, often we just aren't thinking about the other side and what they're thinking. You know what I mean? We're not intending to be mean. It just sometimes in our busyness, it comes across that way. So I think if we can all just take a deep breath and realize we're both on the same team, you know, and and there are certain things that really came to light about that for me this week. One of them was I saw something going around on Facebook that was this little four-year-old or something and you may have seen it and there was this grandfather figure and she walked up to him and and the mom started taking pictures and she said hey old man it's my birthday today and instead of being upset the old man just started a conversation and it turns out that they he was lonely his wife just passed away and now they're actually having thanksgiving together so that little open door of a conversation by the the four-year-old 
just changed this family's life and changed the grandfather's life that they didn't even know this man. It was just an interchange at a store. So just taking the time to communicate in a loving way, I think we're all on the same team, don't you think? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Well, stay with me, Diane and Delora. I've got another super on the right road giveaway. Diane and Delora, we spoke before the show and I asked them what they always need in terms of supplies and resources from parents to help in the classroom. And they shared with me that, of course, there was always a big need for something, but it's always changing based on the kids in the particular week. So giveaway number two, haha, I love this. It's open to all teachers in the U.S. listening to On the Right Road right now. This one's in honor of Delora and Diane. I have four $25 gift cards of your choice so you can purchase whatever you need for your students in classroom. And I also have a class set of seat sack read and go book bags in honor of all the reading and writing celebrations going on this month. So there will be five teacher recipients. Each one will receive a $25 gift card that they can choose or the seat sack gift pack. And the gift cards you can choose from if you're a recipient are Target, Walmart, Office Depot, Dollar Tree, Barnes and Noble, Teachers Pay Teachers, or Amazon. So to enter, just go to our Right Road Kids Facebook page right now as you're listening. Follow those simple entry guidelines in the post. It'll um, And of course, make sure you mention the new code word awesome as part of your entry comment. Okay, Marcy's going to pop that up on our Facebook page, our Right Road Kids page right now. It'll be open until just after the end of the show, till 7 p.m. Pacific, 10 Eastern tonight. And we'll announce the five recipients on our Right Road Kids Facebook page tomorrow. Special thanks, of course, to SeatSack. You can check them out at SeatSack.com. They donated the Read and Go book bags. They're always doing something fun to help on the Right Road, and we're so grateful. And thank you to Vin Solutions. That's V-I-N Solutions, one of our November sponsors for donating funds to help make this giveaway possible as well. Our sponsors are just so amazing. So, Diane and Delora, back to our amazing conversation here. Kids like you guys. I got to pick your brain. What do you do? What is your approach that makes learning fun? And I think this is so important for all of us as parents and teachers to hear. Diane, what may, how do you make learning fun? All right, how do I make learning fun? Well, I will have to admit that it's not always fun. Probably my students will say that, but I do, <laughs> I do try to uh, provide activities where they're, they're sort of like real life or they bring things to life to them. Um, I guess one example is because I teach English, um, rather than just reading the book and answering questions, and that would get very boring after a while, um, doing certain things with the literature to make it come to life. So, for example, last year with... Um, I actually think it was your son's class. We acted out Lion, Witch, in the Wardrobe, and they chose scenes to act out, and they did a little performance for their parents. And it was very yes. low-key and casual. It wasn't this very, you know, produced major production, but the, the children absolutely loved it. And they, t- this year again, said, can we do that again with whatever book we read this year? Can we act out scenes? And they want to read the next, if they want to read the whole series. And it just, I think it just brought a love of literature to life for them. Um, totally, so like totally. That, I think are always good. Anytime you can bring it to life or make it real for them and break up the routine a little bit of what you would normally do. And, and you, you do that so well. Delora, you do the same thing. Anything else that you'd like to add? Yeah, and I think for me, I mean, a lot of it's the same thing. It's just trying to take, and I, I teach math, which I think is an amazing subject, but maybe every <laughs> student doesn't think so. Um, but to Diane's point, trying to see how we can bring it to life and... 
um, make it relate to what they're doing. The other thing then is I spend quite a bit of time planning and searching the Internet and finding great ideas for how I can um, teach different lessons, but at the same time then I realize I need to be pretty flexible. And um, one of the things that you know this year, we have some block schedules, so we've got some longer classes. And I'm noticing in an hour and a half of math, sometimes the kids are really engaged and it's going great, and other times I can just sense that the energy level is not where it needs to be. And so maybe we'll just stand up and we'll go outside and play gaga ball for five minutes. So I try to just, you know, really plan with the kids in mind, but also then be flexible and meet their needs and take advantage of wherever they're at at that moment. Well, and that I, I say this quite often that taking a five minute break when you do have a long, an hour and a half class period, for example, that can make the second half of that class period 10 times more productive than if you just tried to plow through it. So it, it, Perfect. I love it. So now I want to tap into something that I, I is just crucial, and that is how do you want, and I'll, I'll start with you, Delora, on this one. How do you want parents to support their kids learning at home? What do you feel is the best way? Well, let's start at home, and then we'll get to the school environment. So yeah, how, think, does that make sense? Yeah, I, yeah, and I kind of thought through this one because it gets kind of tough. I mean, certainly, I mean, there's homework, 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 right? Right. Um, and so you could sit down and help them with homework. Sometimes I get the sense maybe parents might be helping too much, others not enough, just depending um, on some of the work that I get back. But more importantly is just talking to your kids about what they're doing in school. And as a middle school teacher, I know middle schoolers don't always want to share what they're doing. Um, I've encouraged several parents. I know a lot of schools these days have Facebook pages and stuff. That's just a great way to see what's happening at school, which could provide some conversation starters. Yes. Um, and then as a math teacher, I get a lot of parents that come to me and with their kids right there. They're like, well, I wasn't very good at math either. And math is not hereditary. We can all be spectacular <laughs> in math. Um, that for me to support your kids learning at home is really helping to show them that they can do this and they can be successful. And, you know, they may not have learned how to do this yet. doesn't mean they'll never get it. They just don't know it yet. And let's work together because we have so much confidence in them that they can do it. And I hear so many parents say that, for example, with math. I'm not good at math, so that's why he's having trouble. Now, if the child hears that, they're going to think exactly that. Well, I'll never be good at math. My parents just said I didn't hurt, you know, it's not inherited in me. Yep. Oh, my gosh, you got to be positive and you can do anything. It happened with Micah with spelling. I don't even know if you guys know about this. But in first grade, that was his one thing that was tough. And the first grade teacher actually told him, well, sometimes people just aren't good at it. And they'll never be good at it. And I left that room thinking, oh, no, 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 no. I said, Micah. You can be good at, you know, and he was getting like a B minus or something. Everything else is A's, 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 A's. But for him, that was, you know, like he felt he was failing. And I said, Micah, if you put your mind to it, if this is something that's important to you, you can be good at spelling. I said, let's just work on it over the summer. Well, okay, we did. We had fun. We did cool drills. I found out all the second grade spelling words. You know, we practiced them. He's gotten an A in spelling ever since. It's, it's the attitude that we as parents and teachers share with our kids that can make a tremendous life-changing difference at everything we say. One little five-second thing that we say can totally put a damper on or 
empower a child, we have to be so careful with our words. Thank you for sharing that, Delora. So what do you think, Diane, in terms of, you know, what do you want parents to do to support their kids learning at home? Well, um, I I can relate to Delora's feelings about how sometimes you feel like maybe parents do too much or not enough, just depending on the child or or the assignment. Uh, And I think it's definitely important that parents help their children with their homework or guide them as much as they can, but not do it for them. Yes. Um, Because we need to know as teachers what the child is able and not able to do. We don't need to know what the parent can do. So if it's a project, you know, I don't want the, the parent to stay up all night putting that project together and making it look perfect. I want it to look like a child did it. Um, And if there's mistakes on that, then it's okay. Um, So I think guiding them but not doing too much for them. Um, Well, in that same note, being being okay as a parent with your child making some mistakes and having a little bit of failure. And and I don't mean, you know, watching them completely just break down and and fall or fail in whatever they're doing, but it's okay if they make a few mistakes and if they don't get an A on something that that's okay and that that's, that's a life lesson in addition to learning that academic skill or whatever it is, that it's okay for them to make a mistake and learn from it on their own and not be rescued, you know, by the parent, so to say. Well, and I so think I- what, what parents need to realize is that it's actually you're being a detriment to your kids if you do the projects for them. Yeah. You know, and we, we had an incident, I'm not going to go in because my intention is never to make anybody feel bad or never to dwell on the negative, but we had an incident at school last year where some parents just tried to take over an election for the kids, and it just really was not okay, and what they didn't realize is that, you know, it was like, oh, the kids need help. I'm like, no, the kids are geniuses. They can figure this out. And we can be there to support them and nurture and guide them, but they need to do it on their own. And I think that parents need to hear that. Let your kids do it on their own. Let them be creative. Let them do something not exactly perfect, but it'll be awesome because they did it. And then they'll learn. If they get a B on the project or a C on the project, they'll learn, oh, Okay, and they see 12 other kids and they go, oh, I needed to put more effort into that. That's a good lesson for them to learn, don't you think? Exactly, and that's one of the things that I kind of mentioned at the beginning, that as we talk to parents, it's not as much about, you know, my kid getting an A, but my kid learning something. Yes. I mean, we have a beauty in middle school that, you know, this isn't counting for college admissions yet. We want kids to do the very best that they can, but... I want them to learn, and if they're just, you know, there just to get the A and not to learn, that's not going to help them. And there's a good, you know, something good to be said about productive struggle. So we have to struggle a little bit. It's productive. For all of us as adults, too. And I think that when you struggle, when you come out on the other end of that struggle, first of all, you're so much better at it having gone through the struggle because you practice and practice and practice. And second of all, the feeling when you get to the mountain is so much more like, oh, my gosh, I just did this, instead of if everything were just easy, don't you think? Exactly. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. So now flipping the table again here as parents, what is the thing that you most appreciate other teachers giving your children? If you had to pinpoint one thing that as your kids have grown up, what is that one thing? Oh, Delora, go ahead. Sorry. Okay. Um, and maybe I'll do a shout-out here to um, Mr. Dennert, my son's high school history teacher. Um, he gave my son a reason for wanting to come to school oh. um, and a sense of there is an adult on campus that knows you and that cares about you. 
and my son's a good student, but I can't say he loves school. Um, you know, he does well, but he doesn't love it, and he would much prefer to be building something or whatever. So having teachers that just make kids want to be there, um, I think is so critical. Awesome. And what do you think, Diane? Well, I have to say, um, I, maybe I would have to give a shout-out, too, because the first person that came to mind when you asked that was my daughter's volleyball coach, who was also her math teacher in her freshman year, so uh, Coach James Park. And he, is, he has just been an inc- incredible influence in her life. He, he's not just a coach. He, and on that same note of, of letting a, a, ch- a child struggle a little bit, you know, he, he's one where if the, chi- if the player was struggling a little bit on the team or in the sport with, you know, in a game, he, he didn't punish them and pull them out, but he would help them get through that struggle and help them learn from that. And he was so very encouraging and such a teacher to them. And he, one comment he even made to my, to my husband one day was, I like, I like your daughter more as a person than as a player. And that could be taken the wrong way, but that just meant so much because he looked at all of his players as people not just as, you know, his players on the court, but he really cares about them as individuals. So I think, you know, for me, it's those teachers who have shown that they just, they really care about them as a person and not necessarily how perfect they are, how well they're performing, but they care about them as a person. Well, and what I love is that neither one of you said anything to do with grades or to do with a particular class or, you know, or how they did on a test. It's there's something underneath it all that's like um, building their self-esteem, building confidence in who they are as a person. I mean, that's and that's, I think, what school districts need to hear is that, you know what I mean? There's there's a problem here. There's way too much pressure on testing. Of course, we need I say this all the time. We need to test because we need to see where the kids are at. But the bottom line, if I think if you ask any parent, the most important thing is, and I hope the most important thing would be to uplift that child as, as a human being and help them live their potential. Thank, I just, you guys are, are hitting everything nail on the head tonight. So what do you guys both feel in terms of, if you, again, if you had one thing, one main thing, what do you feel is that main key to building positive parent-teacher connections? And I'll start with you this time, Diane. I know we've said it a million times, but really communication. And I just think that means um, as, a, as a parent, you communicate with the teacher when you're concerned. We want to know. We might, we might not know that your, or your child is frustrated with something or your child is having a problem with homework or whatever it may be unless you tell us. Um, and so I think that that's, that's really important, just keeping those lines of communication open. Um, awesome. Because we, we're all on the same team. We want to yes. help as teachers. We want to help your child. And as parents, you want the teacher to do the same. So I think that's, to me, key. Cool. And what do you think, Delora? Uh, I definitely go back to the communication. But the other thing you mentioned, um, we talked about earlier, that people just get busy. And coming from working in the business world for 20 years, I worked hard and I had very demanding clients. But I will tell you, being a teacher is without a doubt the hardest thing I've ever done. And yes. it is exhausting. I mean, I love these students. I want to do the very best for them every day. Um, and that's a, that's an exhausting proposition. And 
uh, one of the things as a teacher then is I need to make sure that I find time to stop and unwind so that when I come into the classroom, I can be my very best self. Yes. Um, and I think that it's just really important then as teachers and parents that we really work to understand each other and really work to make sure, you know, that we kind of have that appreciation for what each other's going through and what the students are doing going through because ultimately we do all have the exact same goal in mind and that is to have these successful, happy, engaged kids on the right road. Perfect. Amen. So, okay, if you had, you know, five sentences to share just with all of our wonderful On the Right Road listeners, what is something that you both would like to just share from your heart with all the teachers and parents listening? Um, go ahead, Delora. Um, just, again, kind of what I just said, just share an understanding and a love for one another. Um, and just know that, I mean, kids and raising kids is a tough thing to do. As parents, we want the very best. And, you know, hindsight's twenty twenty. When we look back at what we could have done, um, we might change it. We can't, you know, beat ourselves up over that. But let's just focus on continuing to do our very best every day. Absolutely. And what about you, Diane? What's kind of the, the wrap-up thing that you would like to share with all the wonderful listeners? Well, I think um, to maybe do it a little bit separately, as parents know that, um, your child's teacher really, really wants to do the best for your child, and if you maybe don't see that they are doing exactly what you were hoping for, that they probably have a plan in mind that may be a little different, but it's still the same goal. They still want to do what's best for your kid. And then as a um, for teachers, I think I, I kind of like what Del- Dolores said about making sure to be refreshed yourself. You know, you have to take care of yourself, and you have to you don't, for, you know, with teaching it is 24-hour job. You don't really ever forget about your students. Even when you're away from them, you're thinking about them as, yes. a, as a parent as well. You know, you go out to dinner with your husband and you're talking about your kids. <laughs> but, um, I think that, so it's because it's always on your mind and it's so consuming that you have to be able to take care of yourself and sometimes let, let some things go so you can have some balance. Um, and as a parent, you have to do that too, I guess. You have to sometimes let some things go and have balance and not take things too seriously, have some fun too in it all. Well, thank you both so much. I mean, what a joy it was to share the airwaves with you here tonight. Thank you, thank you, thank you, Delora and Diane. You're just blessings to this world, and I love you both. And we thank you, and truly, for people listening who don't know, and she mentioned her son, Micah, he is spectacular and is a guest, (laughs) and um, we're just so thrilled to have him, and your positive attitude shines in him every day, and it's just spectacular to be part of both your lives. Mm, exactly. Ditto. I ditto. I just, I just, I feel like you're family to me and I love you both dearly. Thank you so much. You're welcome. Thank you, Paula. Thank you. And of course, thank you to our amazing On the Right Road sponsors, Right Road Kids and Right Road Productions, Lori Steenis and her Keller Williams real estate team, Nair and Seatsack and Vin Solutions. Reminder to mark your calendars. The next Live on the Right Road show will be on Sunday, November 20th. I've got, of course, surprises galore will be coming your way on that show as well because one of the reasons is that Dole is going to be a new On the Right Road sponsor starting with uh, the November 20th 
Elizabeth show. How exciting is that? Oh, my gosh. And I have got the school recipient of the Right Road Teacher Appreciation Free Store. I've got that announcement right now. The free store is valued at between $500 to $1,000 or more. It's something that this teacher who's going to be the recipient for their school can share with all the teachers so they can shop for free and get all the things that they need for their classroom. And the recipient is Rebecca Olson from Desert Trail Elementary School in Chaparral, New Mexico. And because this is such a special gift, Rebecca, you or someone else from your school just needs to email me at heypaula at rightroadkids.org by 6 p.m. tomorrow evening so we can connect with about, you know, getting this huge gift out to you. And you know what, you guys, the Right Road team and I were so touched by all of you who nominated your schools. We literally had to draw a name out of a hat because you are all so deserving and we literally want to do this for all of you. And we promise I promise from my heart that we'll keep doing as much as we can to support you and your students and your schools as humanly possible. And you know what? We'll announce all the rest of the pre-show giveaway recipients as part of tomorrow's announcement post for all the On the Right Road gifts and giveaways on our Right Road Kids Facebook page. Now, like I always like to do, I like to wrap up with a few nuggets from my heart that you can take with you into the week. For tonight, the first one, you know, the, the very first thing that came to my mind as I was thinking about this building positive parent-teacher connections theme was compassion. I feel like, you know, I want you to just close your eyes for a second. This may seem crazy, but this is the visual that came to my mind and it just, it really clicked. And here's what I picture. I feel like we're so often in the same kind of boat as parents and teachers. We're just making the trip from a different shore. We're in the same boat. I think that's a great thought and visual, and we we touched upon that tonight, too. So remember, we're all on the same team. We're all in the same boat. Don't ever let that kind of important thought slip, slip away. Number two, do something to show gratitude to at least one teacher and one parent each week. We just can't make excuses about being too busy. This is what life's all about, and we have to do it. We got to just do it, connecting with each other. And then when we do, every time, I just see the positive teacher-parent connections grow. It's about people. Make that the priority in your classroom, in your life, in everything that you do. Number three Don't let things fester. If things are difficult, sometimes absolutely, we need to take a moment and a breath to know the right way to connect or handle a situation. But once you know in your heart and gut what you need to do, don't delay. Don't put it off because it's uncomfortable or difficult. As my stepdad always says, swallow the frog. Just do something even if it's uncomfortable. Deal with the challenges in each other with compassion, with confidence, with openness and honesty, and with boldness, with a peace inside knowing that you're doing the best you can do to make things right. But take that positive action. Don't let it fester. And number four, I always say this, but here's a new twist on it for tonight. Remember that you are not alone. Take a breath and look around you. People need people, and you and the parents and teachers around you, you need each other. So connect. Build those positive relationships with each other. Of course, we need to build our relationships with our children and students, but we also need to build them with each other as adults. It's just crucial that we do that. And when we do, and 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 Delora and Diane both touched upon this as well, when we take time for ourselves as adults, that has a tremendous impact on our lives and also in our children's lives because they look to us as role models and they see how to have a balance in their lives. 
Oh, my gosh. You know, and and on that note, just to wrap things up in a very special way, I've got one more wonderful giveaway for this evening. Remember, we'll announce all the recipients from all of tonight's On the Right Road giveaways on our Right Road Kids Facebook page tomorrow. And if you're listening to our replay after Sunday, November 6th, the giveaways will, of course, be closed. Um, But no worries. We always have fun stuff for you guys on our website and Right Road Kids uh, Facebook page. So don't worry about that. And we'll get all the gifts and giveaways out from tonight's show in the mail to the teacher recipients the week of November 14th. So here's the final giveaway for this evening. I've got five, this is a biggie, Right Road Classroom Survival Boxes. Each one is filled with at least $100 worth of classroom supplies and resources that help both teachers and parents in the classroom. And each includes a surprise Target gift card that will be worth between $10 and $25. So there will be five teacher recipients and each one will receive one of the Classroom Survival Boxes. To enter, just go to our Right Road Kids Facebook page right now as you're listening. Follow the simple entry guidelines in the offer post. It'll be open until just after the end of the show till 7 p.m. Pacific 10 Eastern tonight and we'll announce the five recipients on our Right Road Kids Facebook page tomorrow. Make sure that you include the new code word for tonight which is awesome. Include that, type that in as part of your entry comment. Marcy's going to pop that up on our Right Road Kids Facebook page right now and thank you to Nair and Lori Stinas and her Keller Williams real estate team for helping to make this giveaway possible and I can't believe it but our hour tonight is over together. I hope tonight has brought you a million smiles and ideas and insights about building positive parent-teacher connections in your life and at your school. Thank you again, Diane Beck and Delora Wismar, my very special guests this evening on The Right Road. Thanks to Right Road team member Marcy for the amazing behind-the-scenes support, as always. And of course, thank you to my amazing engineer, Justin, and the whole Voice America team. Thank you all so very much for listening and being a part of The Right Road family. You know I love you all. Blessings, love, and light to every single one of you. In case you've missed any part of this evening's show or would like to share it with friends, this episode will be, of course, available to listen to or download for free. And we'll post that link on our Facebook page and website within the next few days. Also, watch for the Click and Listen giveaway on our Right Road Kids Facebook page that we'll have for this episode next weekend. Even if you're still listening now, you can click and listen that giveaway as well. Remember that the next On the Right Road show will be here live on Voice America Empowerment on Sunday, November 20th. In between our live on the Right Road broadcast, you can always connect with us on our Right Road Kids Facebook page and on our website at rightroadkids.org. Always remember that you are special, appreciated, and loved. Until next time, Sunday, November 20th at 5 p.m. Pacific, 8 Eastern, here on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Be that daily, positive, bold, empowered inspiration for the kids in your life and live your best, most amazing life on the right road. Keep uplifting each other every day, everyone. Love you all. Thank you for listening to On the Right Road with your host, Paula Phillips. Connect with us anytime at www.rightroadkids.org or at Right Road Kids on Facebook. And we'll catch you again here every first and third Sunday of the month at 5 p.m. Pacific, 8 p.m. Eastern on the Right Road. Right Road. 
Thanks again for listening to the preceding program brought to you on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit VoiceAmerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the preceding program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management.